0: friends. Welcome back to Something Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Witham, and I'm so thankful that you joined me this morning. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm just a little bit nervous. Okay. A lot of bit nervous (laughs) as I share this story today, because even though it's something that I haven't dealt with in a while, it brought back a lot of stuff and I'm just feeling a little bit, my heart's racing a little and just having all the feelings. So thanks for being kind and graceful with me as I share this story. Last week, as you know, I had Kelly Glazner and we talked about her issues with anxiety and depression. And I just really felt like I should share my story as well because if I'm asking my guests to be vulnerable and open with you guys that I should be willing to do the same. So I guess let's go back to, I guess 2007 is a good place to start. Um, now I knew there was some history of mental illness in my family. I know my mother and my grandmother both took medication for what I guess I just understood to be depression at the time. I'm not really sure we ever talked about it. I just heard some references to Prozac and stuff like that. So it was something kind of people joked about. So I hadn't really put two and two together in my own life. But in 2007, um, actually, it was about this time of year, April, and I found out I was pregnant with my third child. So (laughs) it was kind of a big, big change for us and a big deal. And we were super excited and we shared the news with my grandparents. Um, They were a huge part of our lives. I, I say grandparents, but they were so close to me. I consider them basically parents to me. Um, I lived with them for a while when I was younger, and they would always lived right next door through like my middle school years. So, pretty much every memory I have has something to do with them. And in 2007, when I found out I was pregnant with what would turn out to be Maya, <laughs> I also found out that same week that my grandma was diagnosed with brain cancer. She had struggled with her health for quite a while. Years ago, she had breast cancer and then she had liver problems. So she had recently had a liver transplant and now she was dealing with brain cancer. So obviously that was very devastating news. And to receive all of that in one week was kind of like a roller coaster. So we just spent the next few months, just really getting to her, to her appointments and finding out what we had to do. And, you know, I had to grow this baby. We found out when I was about, I guess, five or six months along that it was a little girl. And this was basically the first girl in the family since me. So everyone was pretty excited. Um, especially my grandma, she just couldn't wait to meet her. Um, unfortunately in October, my grandma passed away. Um, she didn't get to make it to see Maya, but I know that she was so excited for her to come. She got to see her ultrasound video and she knew what we were going to name her. So I'm so glad she got to be a part of that. Um, unfortunately she passed away in October and Maya was born in December. So between October and December, I had to be a support for my grandpa and we had to plan a funeral and I had to hold it all together because I'm growing this baby. So I'm sure it doesn't take much of a stretch of the imagination to realize when she was born in December, uh, I had quite a lot of emotions I had been suppressing that all just kind of came tumbling out. And at first, you know, I've had two other kids. I know it was a little bit, you know, off emotionally for the first few weeks and lack of sleep and everything. But this time I could tell something was different. I I couldn't stop crying. Silly, silly things were upsetting me so much. I couldn't accept help. I was struggling with breastfeeding, which was so frustrating because this is my third child. I should know how to do this. And I just, I'm trying to parent two other kids and deal with grief and be a mom, a new mom all over again. So I started, like I said, I realized it was different this time. I had an amazing pediatrician who not only asked me how the baby was doing, but asked me how I was doing when we went for the six week checkup. And I cannot stress this enough. Everybody be honest, be honest if you're having a hard time, because that's the only way they can help you. And I'm not sure what it was, but instead of being the usual strong person and saying, oh, I'm fine, I don't need any help, I said I was struggling. And I filled out their little questionnaire and was honest about how I was truly feeling. So he reached out to my OB and I was able to get in to see her and get on some medication. That made all the difference. And I just can't stress enough not to hesitate to ask for help. So that was when I began taking medication. For a while, things were pretty smooth. Unfortunately, we were in the same position again in 2012 when my grandpa passed away. He also had a battle with cancer. And my family and I were living with him and taking care of him at the time. So that Was a lot. End of life care for anyone is just difficult, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm so glad for that time that we had with him. Unfortunately, I put myself on the back burner again, and I was facing some of the same issues not taking my medicine consistently, and I forgot to get a refill in the midst of planning services and taking care of his estate and everything. So I went through some really hard withdrawal symptoms and struggled, I think, beyond what I normally would have in that situation. So I learned I have to take my medication consistently and I have to refill it when it is time to refill it and not put myself on the back burner because sometimes that's just what it takes. And if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't take care of anyone else. But I'm in that mindset when it's happening I'm not thinking that way at all. I'm thinking, honestly, I don't even know. It's so hard to put words to it because I just wasn't thinking straight. After about a year or so, after we lost my grandpa, I started taking care of myself much better. um, Health-wise, I had lost some weight and was exercising regularly and really in a good headspace. But I trailed off and Fast forward to 2015, 2016, um, the medication that I was taking had stopped, you know, really helping. So I tried a couple of different medications and that put me in kind of a a roller coaster again of, you know, feeling a little better, feeling a little worse. Uh, And this is the time when I realized I was dealing with anxiety as well and not just depression because with My postpartum stuff, it was mostly sadness and not able to cope. But when it was the anxiety, um, I had a hard time answering the phone. And I'm not going to lie, I still do to this day. I don't know what it is. Um, It seems so silly. But uh, friendships were affected because I stopped reaching out and I felt out of control so much of the time. Um, We had our high school reunion that year, 20 years. So yeah, do the math. I graduated high school super young. (laughs) Um, I was so anxious about going to that reunion. And I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't have if my husband, husband hadn't wanted to go. So I went and decided that, I would drink to help myself cope with the anxiety that I was feeling. Spoiler alert, I don't recommend this method. (laughs) I basically acted like a complete idiot and had way more alcohol than I ever have almost, I would almost say my whole life. And that's really hard to admit because that's not the person I am. But there is um, a history of alcohol drug abuse in my family. So I know that I have that (sighs) tendency, I guess I would say. So I have to be really careful. I basically didn't have to have alcohol all the time, but when I started, it was hard to stop. And that became a theme for me dealing with, you know, get togethers with my friends and situations where I was uncomfortable. I would just start to have a drink, usually on an empty stomach and then I would feel so much better so fast I just wouldn't be as nervous and anxious. So one of the medication adjustments I made was in July of 2015 and it was for my anxiety, but instead of making me feel calmer, it basically made me feel like my heart was going to bounce out of my chest. And that same day I had Planned a surprise birthday party for a dear friend of mine for her 40th birthday. Obviously, I had to be there and it was very important to me. So I went, but the whole time I felt like I was you know, like when you see a car coming and you know it's going to hit you and you can't stop it. I, I felt like that's what my heart was doing all night. And so, of course, I started having a few glasses of wine. And was able to get through the night, but I couldn't even be honest with anyone about how I was feeling. I had one friend that I was able to tell that I was struggling because I didn't feel like she would judge me, but there were, there were so many feelings going on inside me and I didn't feel comfortable. I just felt like I had to pretend that I was having a good time. As 2016 progressed, I started questioning friendships and pulling away. I was really struggling and I got frustrated with the medications. You know, why am I taking these if they're not helping me? Or why am I going through all these ups and downs? I think if I just stop taking them completely, I'll feel better. Well, that's why I'm not a doctor and I definitely don't recommend that. <sighs> Things just went downhill fast after that. So in September of 2016, I had stopped taking my medication and then I happened to hurt my back. So now I'm dealing with feelings of anxiety and depression, plus pain. This was also a really busy season in my life. I volunteered with sports teams for my kids and classrooms for my kids and was a treasurer for the PTA and I could go on and on. And then in November, we got a new puppy which (laughs) took away my sleep. So by about December, I was a hot mess. Um, Decisions were super hard. It was hard to grocery shop. I remember being at Albertsons and looking around trying to find the things I needed for dinner and just crying. And I had to call Mike and say, I can't do this. Help me. I I don't know what to get. I don't know what to buy. And I'm in public just crying. (sighs) For someone who always has been like in control, for lack of a better word, or strong, um, this was so hard. I remember being at church and I am always fine, you know? I'm fine. And people would ask me and I just couldn't even talk. The tears would just start. And I knew that I wasn't handling this well. But we'd already had a trip to Disneyland planned, so I didn't have time to go get in to see my doctor. This is the narrative I'm telling myself, and I didn't have time to get into counseling. So we went on our trip. Needless to say, that was absolutely wonderful. I'm not going to say we didn't have a great time, but there were so many moments that my emotions stole my joy. So while I do look back and there are times where I really felt great things, they were also really hard. I was short with Mike and not as patient with the kids and that stuff breaks my heart. I hate it when it takes an effect on my family because if it's one thing that I've always tried to define myself is, you know, I'm going to be a good mom. I love my kids and I'm just going to be the best mom I can. So struggling with drinking, struggling with anxiety, struggling with anger, all of those things were even worse because I felt like I was failing my kids and my husband. I grew up around depression and alcoholism, so I didn't want to be that for my family. I believe it was January when I finally realized and my husband realized, I remember sitting on our bedroom floor and just crying and crying. And Mike says, you always have been the strongest person I know. Like, I, How do I help you? You know, what can I do? And can't you just snap out of it? I'm paraphrasing because I don't think he said it that harshly. But the point was, it's like, how come you can't get a grip on this? And I just told him, I don't know. I, I just can't. I feel so out of control. So I made an appointment with my physician, which I hadn't really had a general doctor in quite a few years because I'd had my OBE and we saw the pediatrician for the kids and I just really hadn't had a reason to go see a um, general practitioner. So I finally saw my doctor and she was amazing. She listened to me. She validated my feelings. She was so kind and reassuring. I think when you're going through this kind of stuff, you need to hear that it's okay, that even though your feelings are all over the place and out of control, they're still valid. You're still feeling those things. And you're not, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. It's more than just a, you know, be strong and suck it up kind of thing. And it's not that I wasn't trusting God enough or going to church enough or being faithful enough. I know, though, one thing I would tell you is that I didn't really turned to God in that season, which is really hard to admit, because I would love to say that that's just like my automatic, of course, I take everything to God, but I was lost. And the only time I really, there were two things that I really felt like God brought to that season for me. It was um, music, worship music was really good. There were a few songs that just really spoke to me, and I could listen to them when I was in the shower or in the car. Um, and then one night I did just have a night where I cried and I just, I just laid on my Bible and was like, I want to look at this Bible, Lord, and I want to trust that you have the answers for me, but I just, I don't have it in me. And he brought a verse to me, um, Philippians one, six. So this is the CSB version says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. To me. That spoke, I'm not done with you yet. Don't give up. I'm still working on you. We're going to get through this. And that was like my lifeline. I ended up getting back into counseling because my doctor said, I will help you find the right medication, but I also want you to talk to someone. And that was a huge help. Again, just knowing that your feelings are valid and that someone will listen does so much. And for me, just having a doctor that was willing to take the process and explain to me that it was going to be a process. We ended up trying, um, a couple of different medications and then we had to adjust dosages. And then I had to take two actually together because of the anxiety and the depression, they both needed a little bit more than just one medication could give. So I now take two medications every single day. And if I have to take them for the rest of my life, I will, I probably will, (laughs) because this is a chemical imbalance that I deal with. And as I've tried before, you know, I just don't do well without the medication. If that's something in the future, I, I changes then wonderful, but I'm okay with it because I would, I take vitamins. I take medicine for headaches. You know, it's just, this is a part of who I am and what I have to deal with. I have to say I couldn't have gotten through this without my husband's support. If he hadn't, he just didn't give up on me. He gave me the love that I needed and the space I needed to kind of figure everything out. I know after I kind of started counseling and got back on medication, I'd take I had taken a weekend um, to go to the coast just by myself because I hadn't done that like basically since my kids were born. <laughs> and that was such a huge blessing to me to be able to sit quietly, to spend time in my Bible, to look at the ocean and just to kind of be with myself because I wasn't very good at that. I'm, I'm still, if I'm being honest, I'm still not real great with sitting quiet and not being busy, um, but I'm, I'm always trying to get better at that <laughs> but taking that time just to acknowledge that my feelings could be heard and could be felt and that I could come to terms with everything that I've been through was so refreshing finding the right combination of medication was rough you know you have to, it's not a here take this pill and you feel better it's definitely a trial and error situation even when we found the right medication, everything was working. And then it went back downhill again. And I was so upset, but it was, the doctor said, look, this is actually a really great thing because we know it's working. So now we just have to find the right dosage. So having a doctor that was compassionate and helpful and communicative throughout the process was huge. I still have a lot of regrets about that time. I, I, definitely wasn't the mom that I wanted to be because I was so lost in trying to keep myself from drowning that I didn't have a lot of extra to give. And I know that I can't take that back. And I know that I do better now. In fact, it's kind of funny because if you ask my kids, they didn't really even realize that I dealt with depression. So I think that we're definitely harder on ourselves and remember remember things a little bit more vividly than our children do. Thank you, Lord. But I'm better now, and I can recognize it. I My son has dealt with some depressive issues, and I thankfully realized, because it was familiar to me, and I could get him the help he needed, and it's not my place to talk about it, but my husband has dealt with some depression as well, And I just think it makes me more empathetic and understanding to have gone through it myself and be able to be there for someone else. Well, that was a fun little walk down memory lane. (laughs) Oh, so many emotions that come back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time to hear my story. I'm in a much better place these days. I'm very consistent with taking my medication. But I also know that there's going to be seasons where I'm going to have to go back in counseling. And I know now to be preventative rather than reactive, I exercise more. Well, okay, COVID's been a little rough. I'm not going to lie. But I do try to (laughs) exercise as an outlet. And I do think it's important to take time for myself. I love to read and go on walks and be outdoors. So I try to make sure I do things like that so I don't get overwhelmed and get lost again because like I said, I can't take care of anyone else if I'm not taking care of myself. So I guess if I had to leave you with anything today, it would be ask for help, talk to someone, reach out to your doctor, reach out to a friend, reach out to a counselor, reach out to a pastor. Just trust that it's going to be worth it, that you can't do this alone. You're not failing. It's okay. And you will get through it. God's not done with you yet. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I am so thankful for this space. And for those of you that are supporting me on this journey, I don't really get it yet or know why I'm on this path. I just feel like it's something that's important that I do. So I'll just keep showing up every week and I hope you guys will too. Next week, I'll have another guest for you guys. So I'm looking forward to talking to you then. See you next time.